Can we give God a hand clap of praise, amen, for the beautiful music, amen? I just say, Jay, can we give God a hand clap of praise, amen? Amen. Thank you so much. I see Bill finally. I've been looking for you, Bill, uh, ever since I got here today. I'm glad that you're uh, in the house. Uh, man, it's just good to be back. You know, Bill says this is, he's, I'm his uh, pastor at work. Uh, so Bill's pastor at work uh, came to visit him, amen, at uh, uh, Glen Heights Baptist Church. And I'm just thankful, Bear Creek Baptist Church, I'm just thankful uh, to be here on today uh, uh, in the house of the Lord because some people really do take it for granted uh, that they can get up and walk in the church, amen. But if you ever traveled around the world, you'll see that, that it's, it's, it's not easy for everybody, amen, to just get up on one day and just go and worship together. Some have to worship in secret. Some only have just a few pages of the Bible, and that's all they have. And so I know sometimes we take for granted uh, all the liberties uh, that we have here in uh, America. Uh, and I bring you greetings today from my senior pastor, uh, Dr. Frederick Douglas Haynes III, who I love dearly at Friendship West uh, Baptist Church. Uh, I thank God for my wife and my family for being here with me. Uh, on today. Uh, I couldn't do anything uh, without my wife. Uh, she is me, amen, and I am her, uh, and the two shall be one, come one flesh, and when God has joined together, amen, let no man put us under. See, this don't stop to the casket drop, amen? <laughs> and I don't mean to be mean to my girls, but I hope they just drop on the same day. I just can't imagine uh, living a day on this earth without my beautiful wife, my queen, who loves me so dearly. Uh, but I know you didn't come to hear about uh, Dr. Haynes or Friendship West or me and Bill. And Bill, uh, uh, not even visiting me at work, he goes and visits the other side of the room now. I don't know what I've done to him, but he runs to the other side. And I'm like, man, you know, what about me? Uh, but you came to hear a word from the Lord. So if you turn with me to the gospel according to Luke, you know, I'm a lover of the Old Testament uh, scriptures. But today... Amen. I will be uh, in the New Testament. But I do I, something about the Old Testament. I just love. But God has led me uh, to this place. Uh, Luke chapter two. And I'm going to start reading. I'm just going to read a little bit and I'm going to get you out of here uh, right on time. I won't hold you long, uh, but we'll see what God has to say. If you could stand with me, Luke chapter two, verses 46 through 51. Amen. Everybody have a say Amen. If you need a minute, just say, hold on, Reverend. Amen. Amen. And I'll be reading today from the uh, New King James Version of the Bible. And it reads, now, so it was that after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. All who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. So when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. And he said to them, why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? But they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. But his mother kept all these things in her heart. In her heart. It said, but his mother kept all these things 
in our heart. You may be seated. Lord, how we thank you today. But you've been so good to us, Father God. You brought us here this morning, Lord, that we may learn more about you, Lord, that we may be an example for you, Lord God, that we may be used by you, Lord. So right now, Father God, I pray that you would nail me to the cross, Lord. Take over my mind and my mouth. Take over my body, Lord, that somebody can see Jesus, that you would get all the praise, honor, and glory. If I am just a humble man being used by you, I'm just a handkerchief wiping your sweat, Lord. So, Lord, use me, Father that you may be glorified on earth as you are in heaven. And at the end of the day, Lord, we'll give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. It's in Jesus the Christ's name we pray, Lord. Amen. Amen. I've got questions. Have you ever had questions for God? Have you ever asked God, Lord, why do I find myself in the place that I am? Just questions. Bill walked up to me, finally came to my side of the room the other day, and he said, no, no, I I came to his side of the room because he was over there talking to the rest of the fellas. He said, well, what you preaching about? And I told him, and he didn't believe me. I said, just questions. Just questions because life, hey, Patty, I see you in the back, good seeing you, uh, looking through the window. (laughs) You know, life is full of questions, amen. Some things we just don't understand. Who, who? Who can explain Columbine? You know, just questions. Who could, who, who, who could explain all the ki- little kids up in Connecticut uh, uh, when the young man walked into the school? You know, just questions. Who could explain the floods that we see? And, and so many are left homeless. And, and one of my best friends at work down in uh, Houston, Texas, down in Beaumont area, you know, his home was flooded all. He has to gut out everything in the bottom of his home. You know, just questions. And they don't have to be these perplexing questions but just maybe small questions. Why do my kids act how they act? You know, here they are. They're in a good home. They're raised by two parents. I've taught them everything. I've fed them yet. Yet, yet. I don't know anything now. Google knows everything. I don't know about you, but I just got some a few questions sometimes. It's, I don't know what it is, but, you know, you ever ask one of these young millennials or these kids questions, a question, are they going to say, well, let me check Google? Well, Google don't understand parenting like I parent. Amen. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing you can find on Google to have you parent like I parent, but just questions. And, and one day, I'm telling you, I, one of the things that I love to do, I love to mentor boys. God has blessed me uh, with three phenomenal daughters and, and a granddaughter, but I'm still missing that male companionship. So I mentor boys, and, and I'm proud to say of the young men that I have mentored, I've I, I've got six college graduates that God has allowed me to mentor, and I, and I love them. And, and, and during our mentoring program at, at Friendship West is Diop Disciples and Ongoing Preparation, not only do we, we mentor them the entire year, but for those that finish the program, for those that make it through the whole year, we always try to take them on a trip because I don't know about you, but some boys, some kids never leave Dallas. They, they, they've never been anywhere, so our job is to not only uh, 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 mentor them and show them about manhood, now, sisters, I love y'all. Ain't nothing wrong with y'all, but just for me in my old school ways, I think a boy deserves a man to mentor himself after. It's just, it's just something about a man and a boy. It's just the way we do things. Now, we just do things different. There's nothing wrong with it, but I just believe a boy should have a man in his life. So we mentor boys, and, and one day on our trip, now, we've taken them to D.C., 
So we, don't, we sometimes we go far, sometimes we go slow. We've taken them to Memphis. We've been to Atlanta, Oklahoma City. But on this one occasion, we went to Galveston, Texas. We went to Galveston down in Houston area. And so, so we don't just go and take them and have fun, but they got to do some witnessing. Amen. We got to walk the boardwalk. And we took them down to the boardwalk. And we did some witnessing that day. And, and we had a great time witnessing. And we ate some food. And, and also earlier that day, we had taken them to NASA. And we had a great time. And, and we fellowshiped. And that day to that evening, we went back and we played in the pool, you know, like men play. I'm telling you, if the sisters had saw, if they mothers had saw, they would probably say, don't throw my kid, but you know, we roughhouse and we wrestle, you know what I mean? It's always the boys against the mentors. They jump on me. You, you can't just come around the corner and walk because they may be standing there. You have to sort of peek yourself around the corner and just making sure them boys not standing there waiting for you. But this is just what men and boys do, this relationship, this bonding that we're trying to have with each other because you know what? Sometimes some questions are going to arise. Some questions are going to rise in their life, and I don't want them to go to the wrong source when they have these questions. I want to make sure they bonded and they know a person that knows Jesus Christ. I don't want them to go ask somebody on the street who doesn't know the Lord. So we make sure we bonded with these young men. And I'll tell you, we had such a phenomenal time, and they know we don't just go on to church, but that Sunday morning, I guess we were going to church. We were going to church, and we went, and we went to Wheeler Avenue, Baptist Church in Houston, Texas. We had a phenomenal time in the Lord. I'm, I'm the spiritual leader, and, and I make sure the boys know the Lord, and we pray. And I'm telling them, we were so tired. We had a long day, and I'm telling them, we were so mad at the boys. Why? Because you already know, they were up late, and they were sleeping in church. And we nudged, and we pushed. We made them stand up. We was like, uh-uh, don't go to sleep in church. But when they got back on the bus, all of a sudden, they got all this energy again. I'm like, okay, Lord, help me. Why didn't they have this same energy when I brought them? I see some of y'all nod your heads. You know, sometimes kids can have all this energy. They can run here, that, everywhere. Then they get to church and they act like they can't move. They can't talk. They can't wave a hand and praise God. You're like, well, what's wrong with these kids? Because I saw some of these kids at the football game down here in Waxahachie at life school. I think it was, all, it was off the chain. It was senior day. We had a great time. But here we are getting back on the bus. Everybody's had a good time. We've praised God. And we're rolling back up the highway. And somewhere between Conroe, right after Conroe, the bus just stops. The bus just stops. The bus just stops. And I'm wondering what is going on. So you know what men do. We got out, left the boys, and I stayed on with the boys, and they got it, and everybody just leaned over the engine. Because we got questions. We're trying to figure out what's loose. What doesn't look in the right place? What's missing from this engine? What has fallen off? We just got questions. And I'm telling you, I used, I used to remember my dad and his brother, they would, every time they would have a breakdown on the car, they would just sit there for an hour. A lot of times they just wouldn't say nothing. I'm like, can I have some commentary? I'm trying to learn what to do with cars. They would just sit there and they would just sit there and just look and stare and I got questions. Lord, help me understand. And here we are. Now, look, this is Houston. It's the summertime. It's 95 degrees. We've been praising God. So you know what happened. It's like the boys went from just jubilant. Now everybody's worried. Everybody's trying to figure out, well, what are we going to do? This is probably 15 years ago. You know what? We ain't had no, nobody barely had a cell phone back. It wasn't like now where everywhere you go, everybody got their cell phone. I'm calling my mama. I'm texting my mama. Uh-uh. This is 15 years ago. Cell phones wasn't as prevalent and we didn't have one. 
And we're sitting on the side of the road trying to figure out what are we going to do with all these. But have you ever had a question that we tried to do everything that was right? We tried to mentor. We tried to expose them to God. We witnessed for the Lord. We brought people to Christ. We showed them how to pray. We showed them how to have fun because church folk ain't boring. We just know how to have fun the right way. Amen. And here we are on the side of the road. I'm just like, Lord, why? And God said these words to me. And I will never forget it. He said, you know, you know. And I sat there and I pondered and we sat there for an hour. And he kept telling me, you know why you're on the side of this road. You know why you're sitting. I'm like, what do, what do I have to do? When I wasn't a mechanic, I didn't check the vehicle out. What do I have to do with it? And he said, you forgot Jesus. I said, Lord, when did I forget you? I brought the boys down. We showed them how to minister. We showed them how to pray. We witnessed to people. We called on your name. He said, yeah, you did that on yesterday. But did you pray before you left? Did you beckon me? Did you call on my security? Did you lead the boys in the right way? And I'm telling you, for one hour we sat there, and I was sitting there fighting with God. Have you ever had? questions with God and ask God, Lord, how in the world does what's going on get caught up with me? What do I have to do with it? And I'm telling you, it was just an amazing scene. So I said, look, we didn't know what to do. We were stuck on a highway. We had all these boys and the sweats coming down. Everybody just, you know, you, you could have dropped a pin on the ground and we could have heard it. And all of a sudden, I just stood up and I just said, I know why. I know why we're on the side of the road. Because I did not usher in prayer. I did not call on God. I forgot Jesus back at Wheeler Avenue Baptist Church. I didn't pray us forward. And many times in our lives, we're so busy getting up, going to work. We have a regiment. We have a schedule. We don't take the time to really beckon God and say, come into my day, Lord, help me. And I'm telling you, I said a prayer like I've never said before, and I'm telling you. And I said, check it. He turned the key and the engine started. You should have seen us praising God running all around that bus. All because of a prayer. God just wants the glory. God just wants the honor. It wasn't about me. It was about God and Jesus Christ. And as we come to our text, we find a couple that's forgot Jesus. Now, look, this ain't just no ordinary boy. There were many people in the Bible named Jesus. But this was Jesus, the Son of God, the great I Am. He was God in the flesh. And they knew it, yet they assumed he was with the family. They assumed he was with some of the other relatives and friends. But can I tell you, never assume Jesus is with anybody. See, we always think because people have been coming to church all this time and, and, and we've been ministering, and we just assume people know God because we've been hanging around all the time. People can walk into church all their life and never, ever turn their lives over to Jesus. Never, ever call on the Lord. Lord, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. See, everybody wants Jesus to be Savior. Lord, save me. But what about Jesus to be Lord? That I'm over your life. And if something appears to be going wrong, can you accept it? Can you handle it? If I'm glorified, if you don't believe me, ask John. 
as John. John was a forerunner of Jesus Christ, came before him, made the way for the Lord, baptized him in the river, got put in jail. He sent his disciples to ask Jesus this question, Lord, are you the one or shall we look for another? These questions that Christ has. Have you ever had them? Have you ever dealt with them? God is trying to say, when are you going to be honest with me? Sometimes things are going wrong in our life, not because of what you're doing. It's because you're not honoring God with our prayer, with our sacrifice, with our tithe, with our offering, and most importantly, with our time. With our time, you can't buy salvation. You can't buy the Lord. God wants your time. Are you serving your church and family? See, I know my friends call me a churchaholic, and I don't care. I'm going to serve the Lord till the day I die. I refuse to give anything more, more time than God. So God is trying to find something. So how do we go back and get Jesus? How do we go back and get to the Lord? What did his parents They said, look, we got to go back. And sometimes you got to go back because where did I get off base? Because honestly, a lot of us, we love the Lord. We heard his cry. We believe in him. We in his hand. Nobody can snatch us out. But yet things aren't going well because sometimes we've gotten too comfortable with the Lord. Because I'm telling you, Sometimes so much stuff is on my mind with people and situations and family. You know, I got a call, you know, a friend of ours just lost a baby. You know, I don't care what you say, even as a minister, that weighs heavily on you. They, they, they just lost. She was, she was probably five or six months pregnant and has lost a child, and, and it weighs heavily on you. I got a call five o'clock this morning. Somebody's been in an accident. The car is totaled, and I get these calls. But you know what? I got to serve God. And God is trying to get somebody to say, look, if you think you off base, just go back. Go back and get the one that brought you. Some of us need to go to our prayer closets and spend about an hour with Jesus. Some of us need to get on our knees, turn off the TV. I know it's going to be hard for the teenagers. Put down the phone for a day. See, I love it. My daughter walks up to me Friday. I went to Friday see her at the game. She plays in the band. And she walks up. She says, well, I lost my phone. You know what I said? <laughs> I'm, you know, I was dancing inside. I was hopping around. I was like, praise God. So now I'm going to get your head up. You ever get your head up when you can see me? She probably thought I was going to be mad. She probably thought I was going to blow up. But I've have, I'm enjoying this whole weekend without her having a phone. No Twitter, no was it Snapchat, chat, snap. I don't know. I don't do all that stuff. No Facebooking, no Instagram. Just get down with the Lord. Sometimes you got to put all that stuff aside and, and go back to Jesus Christ. He wants to know you. He wants to be where you are. But the problem is his parents were ready to go, and they didn't check with God. They, didn't, they just assumed he was with them and just took off. And many times we just leave. We get up in the morning. Well, I'm going to church. I don't have to say a prayer coming to church. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Whenever you jump in that car, you better say a prayer. Have you been riding down the road and there's a traffic jam and you pull up and there's a bad accident? 
I ride motorcycles every time I be like, I'm very sensitive to motorcycles. But you know, motorcycles, and people just don't see them. It's not that they want to hit them. They just, it's just hard to see us sometimes, and I understand. So I see a lot of praying going up and down. But I don't just see a prayer when I leave. But all throughout my trip to plan, while I'm praying, Lord, watch over me. Lord, protect me. I need you. Because I, ref- I got to go back and get Jesus. Why? Because you got to know why. You got to know why. Jesus was like, okay, why did you seek me? Why are you seeking God? Now, look, I'm going to tell you. When I, I've read this a lot. This is the first time I've ever preached this text. But every time I read this text, I'm like, ooh, boy. Jesus better be glad that wasn't Billy Jean. Because <laughs> if Billy Jean asks you a question and you come back with a why, <laughs> my mother, it wasn't going to be a good day for you. That whole strap was coming out. <laughs> the whole belt was coming. I'm like, this is Jesus talking to his parents. And I'm like, Lord, but they got to know why. Because you know what? Even after finding out he was gone, they didn't even first, the first place they, did, they, they looked wasn't the temple. It wasn't the temple. Can you imagine it? Where else, if we can't find Jesus, what's the number one place we can find him? It's in the church. It's in the house of God. But people are seeking God in bottles and cars. They, 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 they seek it in riotous living, trying to find fulfillment. And God is like, I'm going to stand right here in this sanctuary, in this church, and when you're ready, I'm going to be ready. And God is like, look, I'll tell you what, I'll bring the church to you if you would just fall down on your knees where you are and praise and just praise and just praise me. Because see, it's never really about a building, but God still wants us to assemble. Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves. But God is like, look, you got to know why. See, they were tr- all they were trying to do is teach their kids some of the customs and traditions of the Passover. That's why they went to Jerusalem. But sometimes our feasts and our Passovers and the things we do out of tradition sometimes lose their flavor. Sometimes lose their meaning because we do it out of tradition and not out of explaining the story. How many people, when you gather together for Thanksgiving, are going to talk about Jesus? How many people are going to talk about the Lord and how he brought us over and how he made us go through? How many people, instead of watching sports, would at least at first talk about Jesus? See, we used to have this thing when we grew up, and, I, and, I, and I'm mad at myself for never picking it up. But we, when we would sit down for Thanksgiving, because it was, a, it was a tradition, we would all sit down at the table. Now, we had eight kids, amen. We had a big family, amen. We had a big family, but we'd all stay down, and everybody had to say a scripture. Everybody had to say a little bit of word. You know, you know the most favorite one, don't you? <laughs> Jesus wept. <laughs> That was my oldest sister. She always went for it. And I was like, can't somebody else say Jesus well? <laughs> but it just instilled in us. It seemed like it didn't mean anything at the time. But these traditions are important that you gather your families together. When is the last time beyond a major holiday that you sat out for a family dinner? You didn't just sit on the couch and somebody was in the back room. And somebody had their tray. Somebody had this TV on. Somebody had that TV on. You know, because one thing I, my kids know, when we go out to dinner, all phones got to be off. You cannot touch your phone. Sit it down. If you, if you can't handle it, give it to me. Because I want us to fellowship. 
to talk a little about it. What happened at school? What's going on? I don't, ha- I don't have a lot of commentary. I just listen. I just listen. I just listen. So I'm going to get you out of here on time. So he said, number one, you got to go back. You got to go back to where you got off base sometimes. It's okay. Everybody gets off base. We are sheep. Sheep, sheep are mostly blind. They just, they, all they can see is right in front of them. And we just nibble ourselves away sometimes. We just walk away a little bit. And God's like, I want you back. Come back home. Come find Jesus. Rededicate yourself to serving God. And then you got, you got to know why. Why are you serving God? Now, the reason you serve God back in 2000, 2000, what is it? I'm, I'm old, back in 2000, should not be the same reason you're still serving God in 2017. There should be some growth, some maturity. You know, I used to be over the man's ministry. I said, you know what? <laughs> the brothers are getting too strong for me. I had to come over here with the boys. And I'm like, man, these boys, these teenagers, they're a little too strong for me. So now I'm, I'm just standing back as the counselor. I don't do the rough housing. <laughs> I'm in my 50s now. So I don't get down like I used to with the rough housing and the grabbing. But I just stand back as the wisdom. Why? Because, because men are so dominant, even they need a little counsel. It was a little bit too hard on them at time. Soft enough to answer. Let's not frustrate it. We don't want them to run away. But know why you're doing what you're doing. Why are you sitting here? God wants to know. Come talk to God. Come talk to Jesus Christ. He wants to know all about you. He wants to know why you're here. He don't want you to come here out of tradition, out of obligation. But he wants you here because you love him. Because you desire him. Because you seek him. Because there's none like him. What you have with Jesus, you can't find it anywhere else. This love that Jesus has, this comfort that Jesus has. No matter what the storm, no matter what I'm going through, I'm always at peace with Jesus Christ. I'm always at peace. And then this is one I'm telling you. Some of y'all are going to understand this. It says, look, verse 51, he says, look, and I'm, I'm going to finish. I'm going to get y'all out early to get you something to eat. Part B says, but his mother kept all these things in her heart. He said, look, she kept all these things in her heart. Not that she fully understood. Because it says she didn't. She didn't understand. But she just, she just tucked it away. She just put it in her heart. Why? It was this thing when I grew up. I used to hate it. And I, you know, okay, I use it. I use it. I use it. I, we were on the chat line with some of our college kids. We have a little chat line on Group Me. And um, they were going through all these frustrations and all these challenges and situations. You know, the, the, I mean, the, the, <laughs> some of the mentors are pretty rough. And I have to try to, you know, I'm, I'm always the mediator in a bunch. I just, I just mediate. I kind of, you know, bring some levelness to this, you know, because you got you, you, you to gotta let them have a mind of their own. They're, 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 they're 19, 20, and 21. We can't deal with them like they were when they was 12, 13, and 14. These are men in college, so we have to be a little more crafty in how we deal with them. And, and it was going, it, tell you, this one time, it was a thousand posts. I'm literally, it was a thousand different posts. On this one subject. And after a thousand, I just couldn't take them. I finally had to come in and bring some peace to it. And it blew the whole thing up again. All I said was, you'll understand by and by. Just by and by. 
And they took it as me being condescending. Because when I was their age, my mother would always say that. Well, you just, it's hard for you to understand this. She said, just keep living. She said, by and by, you're going to understand what I'm talking about. By and by. I know you ain't, nobody had to tell me to flick the light switch. Just, just by and by. Nobody had to tell me, you know, stop speeding in the car, burning up all the gas. That gas shot, I mean, that gas shot up to almost $4 a gallon. Ooh, I was, I was, I was first time in my life I was doing the speed limit. I said, I got to slow this thing all the way down. Just by and by. Nobody had to tell me. But sometime, I remember when we first got married and, and we had some financial decisions and the, and, the, and the queen walked up to me. I said, this was just a foundational day. And, and she walked up and she says, look, we either going to eat. This is when we first got married. Or we going to pay our tithes. I said, we fasting. We fasting. I said, but man, I just didn't understand trying to feed eight kids especially in the wintertime when my father worked construction. So if he didn't have an inside job, that means he was out of work all winter. I'm, I'm from up north. And so stuff is tight. You know, you come home and the light's off, you, just, you see candles lit. Just by and by. And I say, how in the world can we not have the lights on? You come home and the phone not on. So I know, see, kids today don't understand these things that you go through. But I'll tell you, I went through all of that. And to me, right now, it don't even matter. Like I told you, she lost her phone. It don't matter to me. Hey, praise the Lord. But some things you just can't get. You got to understand it by and by. And time spending with the Lord. And it said, Mary treasured these things in her heart. Because why? At that time, she just didn't understand. God had revealed whole thing to her. Because see, she trusted God. She'd been trusting God all the way, but she just didn't understand fully why I find myself in this particular situation. And God is speaking to somebody right now. God is like, look, I know you don't understand, but will you trust me? He said, by and by, I'm going to reveal to you. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to open up the windows of heaven that you could see. See, the blessings is not about money. It's about revealing who God really is. But he is omnipresent. God is everywhere. His ways are not our ways. But just by and by, what do you have that you've been treasuring in your heart? Say, Lord, you know, Lord, I just don't understand this. I'm telling you, today is a mighty good day to seek God. Maybe God has an answer today. Again, maybe he didn't have an answer that you were ready for. Amen? That you were ready for in 2000. But November 5th, 2017, I bet God has a few different answers. Go back. Find some of those old prayer journals that you ain't looked at in decades. And see, you know, I, sometimes I'll just, I'll just go back and look at some of my old prayer journals and see, well, what does the Lord say about that? At the time, I didn't understand. By and by, it was all over me. I look back and I can see, man, God answered that prayer right there, and I didn't even acknowledge it. I was moving so fast in my life, and that's what God does. God will answer a prayer, and you, know, you don't even, you, because you're so far away from it, 
God has answered it. You've forgotten all about it. Go back and look. And it'll bring you such peace, such peace, perfect peace that surpasses all human understanding. And then when you know God likes that, I'm telling you, the storms may blow, the winds may come, but I'm going to stand on God's word. Nobody may understand me. I may be the only one left. I may be the only one believing God, but I'd rather be the only one believing God than run with the crowd. And God is trying to give you some security in knowing that he's answered a lot of your prayers, but you had moved on before he moved on. So understand that by and by, God wants to love you. God wants you not just to be a part of the family, but he wants to know you intimately. Intimately. And it ain't for him, it's really for you. It's really for you. Because God knows everything. God knows you inside and out. He made you. But he wants you to know you. Because I didn't know back in 1990 that I would be standing here today. But God knew. I didn't know I would have all girls. But I'm thankful. I didn't know that I'd be married 22 years. I'm, I'm thankful. I didn't know my sister would be shot and be blinded and have to deal with that. But I'm thankful. I didn't know all the heartache and struggle that God pours on me. See, the weight of the cross is heavy. I just laid out my burdens. (laughs) Pick up my cross and follow Jesus. Is there somebody here today that does not know the Lord, that doesn't know Jesus and the power of his resurrection? Jesus Christ. The one who made everything we can see and can't see. Without him there, he's the beginning, he's the end, he's he's today, yesterday, and forevermore. God stands beyond time because he is time. He is God. He's there one today that says, look, I want to go back to the one that made me and tell him I love him. If anybody does not know Jesus Christ and the power of his resurrection, this is your time. Give God the praise, amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We invite you to like us on Facebook or visit our website, www.bearcreekbaptist.org. If you're not a member of another church, we would like to invite you to join us in person and get to know us and let us get to know you. Have a great week and may the Lord richly bless you.